0: Hey guys, as always, thank you very much for joining me on another episode of Rifles and Sirens. Just a quick message and a call to action. If you love the show and wish to express it somehow, the perfect way to do so is to head over to the Man Cave 4301 Facebook page and leave a review. If you like the page as well, that would be fantastic. Even better, head over to Instagram and YouTube, show your support over there as well. And uh, thanks for all the support so far. This episode is part one of a two-part series. Uh, we had such a great time in the uh, the studio, we have decided to do two episodes. So you'll get the other half next week. So stay tuned, go and uh, like the, and follow me on, on Spotify, Apple uh, Podcast, wherever you get your podcasts from. Um... Go over there, search for the Man K4301 and, uh, and stay up to date. Go and smash out a few other episodes that you haven't heard yet, which would be absolutely fantastic. So, without further ado, let's get into part one of this podcast. Today's guest joined the military in 1996 serving the 1st Combat Engineers Regiment as a corporal. He served overseas in Timor in 2000 and Indonesia after the Boxing Day tsunami that tragically killed over 170,000 people back in 2004. Uh, He was deployed for recovery, cleanup, and restoration work. He later became an infantry officer with 6 RAR but unfortunately missed being deployed to Afghanistan in 2010. Getting out in 2011, he worked as a shot fire in the coal mines in New South Wales for a number of years before creating Extra Specialist, where he trains veterans to become TV and movie extras and movie stars, notably in films such as the new Danger Close, Home and Away, Kong and Dora the Explorer. Sean Barry, thank you for joining me on the podcast.
1: Thank you for having me here. Awesome. <laughs> Love your setup, mate. Loving it.
0: Oh, Thank you very that's much. Fantastic. Yeah. I'm humbled. Yeah.
1: <laughs> best best podcast I've been on. Oh, nice. Wow. Well, <laughs> hey, let's
0: leave some bounds uh, for me then. Uh, we're we're on a s- roll. Stick it up the other boys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we usually start off this podcast with um, how does it feel to have two first names? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Never trust a man with two first names. Um, yeah, no, it's uh, everyone just calls me Barry. Barry, so it's uh, yeah, it's quite funny. It's um, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I might have just chuck that. No, it? it's
0: good, good. Uh, so, let us know why did you join the military?
1: Um, that you know, yeah, a lot of people join the army because their their you know their forefathers are in there and their dads and all this and. Um mine was actually, um, when I finished high school in, in 96, Year 12, um, I was going to join the cops. and um, But I was just very young, very, very young. So uh, everyone said, oh, you need to go get some life experience. And I didn't know what to do. And, um, yeah, muck-up day, Year 12, some boys were like, hey, we're going to go join the army. And I'm like, oh, fuck it, I'll come with you. And that, that was it. That's, like, <laughs> legit, legit it. And then, um, yeah, you know, I was just... Young and dumb, and um, yeah, just really, really loved it. So um, yeah, just just couldn't couldn't get out.
0: It Sounds like a piss Sunday afternoon. Yeah, it, it Challenge was. accepted. It was. I was like,
1: yeah. <laughs> and the two guys I joined with, they, they lasted two weeks, and they said, no, nah, fuck this. Really? And, um, yeah. They was like, nah, this isn't. One of them wanted to be a chopper pilot, um, you know, and do all the cool stuff. And I was like, no, nah, this is
0: this is this is just cool anyway. So yeah, bit of bit of fun. Did anything prepare you for... Because nothing prepared you for actually joining. No, no, not Um, not at all. So how was your boot camp experience when you got there? I
1: loved it. Um, I honestly did. Um, uh, I'm not like a a sadist, but uh, look, I... (laughs) um, I, you know, I I did... Every every kid did. I'm not saying martial arts expert. Like, every kid did did sport, you know. Um, I brought up doing a lot of sport. So, you know, um, Aussie Rules... um, uh basketball, all the team sports, but um I really like martial arts. So um, you know, you just get yelled at all the time and you know, it's just like but that was, you know, it was a hardcore Like I did three different types of martial arts and I just I just didn't mind it because you just get yelled at to learn and yeah, jump in. But I you know, when I did the boot camp it wasn't a um um you know it, it wasn't like a painful thing. It wasn't like oh my God I'm getting yelled at. I'm like, oh my God, I'm learning all this cool stuff. Um, I don't mind yeah. getting yelled at. I just, yeah, you just do your job and you don't know, get yelled at. So. Some
0: people thrive on it, some people don't.
1: Yeah, that's right, that's right. I mean, you know, <laughs> I, I later became a recruit instructor uh, in 2005, 2006. Um, and But, you know, I, I never, you, you know, yelled when I was a corporal, um, when I was an instructor. Um, everyone just did. Did what I said because it was, I was known as Corporal Cuddles, which is terrible <laughs> because I never yelled. I, I didn't need to yell. It, you know, a lot of instructors go there and they're just like, you just got to yell, they're pieces of shit. I'm like, well, they're not. Um, and it's, it's funny because depending on when people join the army, it's, uh, it says a lot about their personality. Um, like near the end of the year or the start of the year, it's it's um, you know young people who are like, yeah, let's let's keen. I'm going to do the army. I'm going to do this, or or people who are you know, oh, I want to. Um, I'm going to change my life this year. I'm going to do something that I you know that I wanted to do. New li- uh, you know, new year, new life, bang. So you get a lot of motivated people, and then but then halfway through the year. There's a lot of people who have, you know, um, lost their jobs and going, oh fuck it, I'll just join the army. Or people have, been, you know, got a bit of trouble and they're like, oh, I'll just join the army. Or people have divorced and said, oh look, I've always wanted to join the army, but my wife wife wouldn't let me. And you know, fuck it, now I'll go do it. So they they're not as motivated, but they've, I um, well, when I say not as motivated. They they're motivated, but they're they're motivated for different reasons. So you know, they're more like the older older crowd. So they're. Um, their experience, you know, in life. Um, so you know, you, everyone who comes in, you treat differently, um, you know, depending on on their background. And I, I always respect everyone, no matter who they are. As soon as I meet them, um, and even as an instructor, I did the same. So a lot of instructors, you know, were like, "Ah, they're all, you know, they're all the same, just yell and roar, rah, rah And I'm like, "Well, you, you can't do that. Um, you know, you've just got to, you've got to train people differently, um, you know, depending on their experience." and you know there's a lot of people with some you know some really good experience coming through and you know even though i was meant to be this hard ass recruiting instructor like yelling at them, i'd be like sitting there listening to their stories and going holy crap that's that's amazing um i don't know i think there's a lot in that um you know I, I a lot of people don't like being a recruiting instructor didn't like that posting um but i learned so much about life um when i was there on on you know how to talk to different people how to train different people um, different personalities and i think that's what then pushed me into the the training game um and you know that's why i'm where i am now is because you know i you know i don't treat any two people the same they're all everyone's all different and um you know i just want to get people you know to do what they want to do so that's the way to go it's
0: interesting that. you come across as a people person kind of guy like oh thanks mate. and uh <laughs> you know like i mean I I do security work and I love what I do because I get to connect with different personalities. Yeah, uh, I, I love that. I thrive off the public. Yeah, um, pretty much. So and and I've been in public for for ages and it's just awesome getting to talk to to everyday Joes and getting to learn what they're about.
1: That, that's it. That's it. And I mean, that's what Uber drivers are doing now. Hey, they come across massive amounts of people. But look, I, you know, you, you've you know, there's a lot of people that um you know that have had different experiences in the army and then you know when they're coming to me now we treat them all the same doesn't matter if you knew them in the army in a a bad way or other defense forces it's like you know they might have been going through a hard time so you know now they're coming back and going oh hey you know sorry i was a dick back then hey who cares we we all were you know it was they were hard times so let's all let's all refresh um and no one holds grudges it's all just everyone's reset
0: reset that's all right that's it that's right that's awesome that was when, a good intro. <laughs> <laughs> when you joined, it was relatively peacetime. That's right. So yeah. you know, no one's joining up for patriotic reasons. They, yeah. They're after a challenge. Yeah. Pretty yeah. much a personal challenge. Yeah. So um.
1: That, that, yeah, that's right. And then, look, it it was. I I joined uh, as an engineer, um, combat engineer, because, um, you know my um well my uncle was like a nasho um like national service yeah um but he didn't go to vietnam but you know he was like oh i've engineers um and i don't know it's, it's a lot of boys toys stuff so it's a bit of fun it's you know building bridges doing explosives um it, it's it's pretty cool stuff um so that's where i wanted to go um and again it was it was a just as a challenge and it, that's what the army was pushing back then was challenge yourself um, and then, yeah, I was I was lucky enough in um, 2000 to to get deployed straight away to Timor, um, yeah, because a lot of people got out after Timor, you know, they they'd served, you know, 15 years and nothing had happened, and then finally, oh, I, I got operations and. Now, now I've done my job. Now I can get out. So uh, okay. Yeah. So
0: they got their game day, and then uh, yeah, yeah. They're like, well, that that's it. That's what I came for. That's right. I'll see that's you later. Right. Yeah.
1: And it's not about. Again, it's not about glorifying war. And no. Like, I just want to go to war. No. It's like, I oh, just, I just, I finally got to do my job. You know what I've been training for for. for Th- that's so long. The,
0: that's the yeah. common thing, and yeah. and I try and st- stress to all my listeners that. Uh, anything that's said in here isn't to glorify war or yeah, anything like yeah. that it's just that you train for so long that's right it's the same thing every time like you train for so long and and you just want to get that game day because
1: yeah and I mean you know that that's what we did in Timor as engineer we we fixed the roads we ran water points we built strongholds um you know we we went around and uh, helped build schools and uh and things like that so that wasn't you know that that wasn't Doing any war-y stuff at all? Um, no, but
0: still very rewarding.
1: Oh no, that and that's what I mean. You so know. you know, going out there and actually working as a as a you know as a combat engineer on the ground is is uh, it, it was great. And especially with um, Bandarache after the tsunami, it's um, you know that was that was a that was a big game day um, because mm. you're going out there and doing humanitarian relief, um, which is which isn't war at all. You know, it's actually you know, going out there and, and helping lives and Saving lives because the main mission there was um, um, to stop disease. So it was to get in there, clean up, get their water, get their power going um, and to prevent anyone dying from diseases after the tsunami. Um, And we did that. Yeah. So that was cool.
0: We'll get into that a little bit later and a bit more in depth actually. Um, But uh, your first deployment in Timor uh, in in 2000. Yeah. So what Actually, what month was it that kicked off? Was that no?
1: Well, that yeah, was it was now. It's twenty years ago, like now. Yeah, Um, when was it? Was it? It was last month. I think it was last month um, that it actually kicked off. With ninety nine, it
0: kicked off. Yeah, uh, with the 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 election was. Yeah, that's right. So, So. like, the conflict would have been full swing for you guys when you went over there. Um, uh, Well, or was it still in its infancy? No, no, no.
1: uh, Well. So Intervet was the first group that went over. Um, that was under um, Peter Cosgrove, um, yep. now retired Governor General. Um, he so that was when it was full swing. When we got there, we were the first UN. Um, we come under the UN banner, so United you know right. Nations banner. Um, it was it was still going then, but I wasn't infantry. So um, back then, that's when all the infantry were out. I wasn't part of that. I was part of the um, you know the engineer group. So we we're kind of protected by the infantry. Um, They were out doing the patrols and, and, you know, getting in the conflicts. Um, Whereas our job was all about, like, again, humanitarian side, Mm. um, fixing the roads, helping, you know, helping build the infrastructure for the locals and and just, um, yeah, just protecting them that way. So, um, yeah, never really... I I didn't see combat in that sense. Um, But, yeah, again, you're an engineer, so you're protected by the infantry. I know all the engineers hate that, like, we protect ourselves and... It's different nowadays. So Afghans are totally different conflict. You know the engineers are out in front um, clearing the, the, the IEDs or improvised explosive devices. Yep. Um, but back in the Timor days, it was um, no we, we were protected. So
0: yeah. <clears throat> when you come back from Timor, um, how how long is it until your next deployment? It was about four four years.
1: Yeah. Well, look. So essentially, um, a lot changed that year um because it um you know it, it wasn't about deployments and doing all that. It's like it, everything changed after that um you know the all the older guys got out um so the new kids on the block soon got promotion courses and everyone got pushed through so um basically as soon as i got home in october 2000 uh what do we do um They wanted to push us on promotion courses straight away, Um, but then I went to Malaysia in April 2001. Um, So basically, uh, yeah, I went on a... a, It's called Rifle Company Butterworth, so we've still got a foothold over in Malaysia, and you go over there for three months. So I went over there um, just as a training exercise for three months, Um, and, you know, that's where you train with the the Timore... Sorry, not Timorese, the bloody... um, uh, Like the Singaporeans, the Malaysian army... Um, you know, the Thai forces, um, it's just all about, you know, keeping the, the gel between our armies going uh, and their training out there uh, in their jungle. So I got back from that um, 2001. But then, yeah, basically the, the rest of those years are a bit of a blur because, um, you know, that's when, like I said, all the old guys got out. So they started pumping us through all these promotion courses. So, um, you know, you're only home probably three months a year. year. Um, and then, um, yeah, what do I do? Um yeah, I don't know.
0: Just uh, training and but, yeah, all that yeah, sort of stuff. Yeah, and well, I was
1: based in Darwin, so um, you know, the, there's nothing really else to do. You just you just train. You just go up there, and I was a fit young guy and, and keen. So yeah,
0: combat engineers fascinate me. <laughs> like, I mean, because I mean, <laughs> well, we n- are the best. Not not just because well, you get true. to blow shit up. Yeah, yeah, yeah But yeah. just the, the, the whole thing in general, building and yeah. um, and all that sort of stuff. What was the what what stands out the the best part of that? For you, what stands out the most? Um,
1: so, the the thing with combat engineers is there's a lot of trades that come off that. Uh, so you have got your basic field engineer who does all the um, like the mine clearance, um, you know the the basic demolitions. Um, you've got um, what else do you do? Um, you build strongholds. You know you you cut down trees. Um, uh, I can't even remember. Yeah, building bridges. Um, all the different kit bridges. I actually really like, the, like building these kit bridges. Um, they've got new ones now called, um, I don't even know what they're called, because maybe Johnson. Um, but no, the, what I, I wanted to go down the EOD trade, which was the, the bomb disposal trade. Um, I did the the first module for it, which is the EOR course, or Explosive Ordnance Reconnaissance. Uh, so it's basically working as a uh, EOD tech um, offsider or assistant um so and look i i really like that um but after bandarache I, you know i went down and become a recruit instructor and then i was about to go on my eod course and get promoted to sergeant but that's when i um swapped over and become an officer so but look the the eod trade is um it used to be where all the cool kids hang out like it was it was a well it's the bomb squad you know yeah. it's it's awesome it's cool yeah um but it stopped becoming cool when um when afghanistan's around because it's a real deal so they were targeting eod techs you know um and you know my um close mate johnson till uh brett oh, brett till um you know was killed in an ied explosion because i was targeting eod techs so um it, it wasn't wasn't the cool kids club anymore it's the well this is this is real so yeah um the the other things you know they were off to the other side you've got all these other trades anyway um, you know, like your chippies, your sparkies, all that. And then you've also got your dog handlers, so um, bomb detection, uh, dogs. So, again, that was cool because they, you know, they did the Olympics and they'd go and do um, stadiums and they've got their dogs and, you know, and their... Yeah, yeah I
0: work with some of the guys at, um, at the uh, the Commonwealth Games. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah right. good, good dude.
1: Yeah, well, it is. And, it, and, I mean, you're working with your dog, which is great, but, again um come to wartime, um they were out front of special forces patrols. So now you've got, you know, guys with their dogs that, you know, that you know, I've got close mates who had their dogs blown up and you're just like, wow, it's just it's it it's it's real. Mm. So um it's it's which which I you know, it, it's good for engineers to get that um um reputation back that oh, you know, you're not you're not inventory, blah blah blah, you're nothing. It's like, well hang on, you know, now the engineers were, were out there, the engineers are doing this stuff and, um, um, you know, and it's it's not cool, you know, and it's not glorifying war. It's like, this is real, you know, and we're out here to do a job. So, um, yeah, and I think, like I said, like, a lot's changed from back in 2000, um, you know, when, well, 99, um, to now, you, you know, the, it's a whole different army, it's a whole different game, you know, everything's changed.
0: Mm. When you get deployed over to um, Indonesia for the uh, tsunami, tsunami, what sort of briefing do they give you on that? Like, is is it uh, what to expect or anything like that?
1: Well, we, we, um, I actually was on, I got married in December 2004. So that's, you know, that's Boxing Day tsunami 2004. So we actually got, uh, I was on my honeymoon. um, I went to Fiji and then come back and I was in the second part of my honeymoon and we got, you know, Boxing Day, um, got the call up, hey, get on a plane, you got to fly back to Darwin, um, you're going overseas. So um, we did, we flew over, and then they they took a, a group over there straight away, um, you know, with water purification stuff, um, to get into country to, to, to help. Um, and then we had, we are on, a like, the second group who basically had seven days to prep all the all the extra gear, all the plan equipment, so all the dozers, all the other stuff, and all our like the full gear um to put on the HMAS Canimbla, which is a big ship excuse me which is a big ship that basically took um five days to to get over there so um we you know we were just prepping all day just getting the gear we didn't even really get a brief on it the main briefing was when we we're on um the ship or the HMAS Canimbla. and um, that's when we just started to learn all about like um what's going on in the area so I guess the briefing was, um, you know, funnily enough, you're reading out of, um, what's, what are those books called? Um, Lonely Planet Guides and, right. yeah, Travellers. It's about, you know, well, that, that's what it is. It's like, yeah. hey, this is what's actually happening in that country. This is what is happening with their government, blah, blah, blah. Um, there wasn't a lot of, um, like, white people, white outsiders actually going into the Sumatra area um, or hadn't actually been really in there. Um, you know, you learn about the local law, um you know the the local military um what was funny though because we're on a humanitarian task we didn't take any weapons in with us so this is so this is start of 2005 January 2005 we didn't take any weapons with us and we just went solely in just with gear um and then they the local um or the the tni so the indonesian army um were basically fighting a militia over there so oh, looters and no 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 i can't remember what they're called um uh, but it was not not looters like an actual militia they were fighting before the tsunami so there was right. a you know there was like an uprising or whatever um but um so when we were doing stuff there, there was a security threat that uh oh hey we've got you know um there could be militia coming in to do stuff to us and we're like well no they they won't attack us we're we're good to go we're here to help they've got their problem with the, the TNI, like the Indonesian army. Um, but we still had to have the TNI, there, so the Indonesian army protect us while we're doing tasks. So, like, we built an orphanage. Um, old mate from uh, 60 Minutes come out. Not 60 Minutes. What's Ray Martin yep. come out. Um, so, But, yeah, we built an orphanage out there, but we're outside a, a protection area. So it was it, this is why it was funny because it's still 2005, 2004, 2005, so we're still looking at the TNI over the border in um, Timor. So we've still got our checkpoints in Timor with weapons, but yet they're protecting us in Sumatra. So it was was pretty weird for us because we're like, oh, we should be right. Well, how are they protecting us when the militia won't be against us? They're probably against that army and we're still looking at them over the border in Timor um yeah it it was just weird it was just weird bizarre yeah a bit of a head fuck (laughs) well well, it was it was just just weird because it's like hey we're just here to help um and yeah it it was good like we we did our job pretty quick and we wanted to do more um and i think that's where you know i started to learn um a lot about leadership uh, because i was a section commander or or a team leader then um but, you know, we, we just want to do more. But they're saying, well, no, no, this is, this is our mission. This is our task. This is just what we're here to do. Um, you know, we can't go outside and keep doing more and more and more because when does it end? Um, the mission was just to, to come here and, and stop the disease and get the basic infrastructure built up. And then we've got to leave them to themselves because otherwise you don't want them to become too reliant on us. Um, but, look, it, it was cool. Like, I worked with um, a lot of the, um, you know, organisations uh, like Oxfam, um world vision or whatever but it, what was interesting um we built this what's called a idp camp or an internally displaced persons camp um, and basically there were three thousand um internally displaced So it's basically like refugees but in your own country so they've got nowhere to go so they're just we, where we go we've lost our homes so we built, built up this base camp um, and that was my job you know I was, in, I was in charge of building this camp so we built water points we built toilets we built all this um, and it built, went from 3,000 to 5,000 people by the time you know we left, like we only you know, took a week to build it. Um, it was this old TV studio, and then, um, yeah, we did that, and then, you're like, that's a big task, and it, and it was cool, and then, bang, um, you're straight to another job, or you're, you're straight out, but I really, you know, I, I love that, because it was like, okay. okay, Sean, here's your, here's your taskings, go do this, yep, cool, no worries, really achieving stuff, and then, you know, fast forward, bloody 11 years and you know i'm getting told to shut up and do i'm told and i'm like we'll get into that later
0: because yeah. <laughs> yeah. i I, go, I know where this is going <laughs> no, no, I, no. i've heard stuff before so. Uh, <laughs> <absolutely sweet. laughs> so i mean it had to be such a rewarding deployment yeah it was yeah, like it was. uh to, just to help out like
1: it, it was look we, we we saw a lot of crap um And it's, um,
0: there we go. Yeah, right.
1: Um, yeah, it it was, but um, you know, we we saw a lot of uh, a lot of crap, um, you know, like you know, 170,000, 200,000 dead people. So clearly, there's there's a lot of you know, stuff that we we had to clean up, um, but um, I think you know, it's the it wasn't the the struggles like while you're there because while you're there, you just switch off um your work mode that's right you just work mode um it's just like you know dare i say it's just like piecing up picking up pieces of meat um because you just switch off so it's it's only when you get home do you um that you go oh hang on that they were actually bodies do you know what i mean
0: how hard is it at first when you're sort of dealing with that first initial mass casualty situation and you start cleaning up what what sort of goes through your mind at that stage? Well, again, that's where you just switch off. Like, yeah. We'll... And was it sort of instantaneous, or it was just oh, I've got a job well, here to do. Well, no, Let's... but we
1: we you know they they did a fair bit of clean up. Like we were there like a week later, um, and there was you know they they cleaned up a bit by then. Um, but it was, I don't know. I think like I said, you you were just ready for it. Um, you know, as much as you say, oh, you can't prep for it. I don't know. You, it was you, expected. You, well you can, yeah. Like and, you, and, I mean, some
0: people it. deal with that a lot differently to, yeah. than others as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, you know, everyone's different. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's. I only asked the question so that we can get a better insight into... Yeah,
1: I think, um, look, the, the, the big thing we had was when you see the locals um, and how they deal with it, again, totally different culture, totally different people. So it's, you know, and that's what people don't understand. Unless you travel around the world, you can't really... You know say, oh well they should be doing this here you should be doing that. we'll go to their country and see how they live and see what they actually do because it's they're not we're not the same type of people like everywhere every other country is different you know mm-hmm. um so the way they were dealing with it was was fine so they would go in and, and search buildings because we'd have to use the the plant equipment to rip down buildings um but they would go in and and search for um bodies first so they'd come out there's no emotion. there's no anything there it's just like, oh hey, let's get the jobs done. Um, so, you know, they'd go into these, these half wrecked buildings, which by day stand in Australia, OHS you wouldn't go in. Mm. Um, but then if they found a body, it's like, all right, cool. Rip that building down so we can get this body out. Um, and it was, like I said, it was just a job. So when they're doing it and looking for their family members and doing things like that, they're not emotional. So it's kind of like, oh, well it's okay. Because I think the biggest thing with, with death that I've come across is, um, it's not necessarily when you know, you see someone die. It's how the the family reacts. You know, it's it's always the, um, you know, it's making them upset, which makes me upset. Um, you know, it's not the fact that it's a it's a dead body, but when there's you know kids crying over their mum, that's that's what's hurt. You know, um, so because we didn't really see that, we didn't really see emotion. You didn't really feel it. And I know it sounds dumb, but. No, I mean uh, I it's great
0: information. It's, yeah, you know. I guess,
1: but it's you know, like I said, everyone deals with it differently, mm. um, and a lot of uh, a lot of plan operators were, you know, again, you know, just just um, again dealing with, with things differently. And like I said, it you don't you just switch off, and then um, when you come home, it's um, um, yeah, that's that's probably when it kicks in. But then I didn't have time to actually, you know, as soon as I got home, um, like you meant to go and leave. Um, you know, just to decompress and, you know, have a bit of time off. Um, but I got posted straight away to, you know, so we got home on the Tuesday and on the Thursday I got told, hey, you're going down to, I'm getting posted to Wagga Wagga. And I'm like, oh, crap. And I'm like, all right, cool. Uh, and then on the Friday they come back and said, oh, actually, you're not, you're actually going on course, so my sergeant's course, which is three months in Sydney, you're going on that. Um, but while you're there, you're going to get posted down to Wagga, um in between, so you know, I was on this three months course in in Sydney, and halfway in between, I had to fly out, drive all my house down to Wagga with my new wife, um, leave her in Wagga while well, I went back for a month and a half in Sydney. So she had to go on there, and you know that was the best course I ever did in my life. So it was kind of um, the. It was, yeah, it was. I fully missed that decompression stage where to actually sit and think about it. It was like bang, straight in the next job, you know. And as soon as I finished
0: that SARS course, it was bang, straight down to training recruits. Um, do, do you think missing out on that uh, debrief sort of situation, do you think it, um, I, I don't know how to phrase it, but do you think it changed your perspective on um, death and all that sort of stuff? And I only asked because. I sent you an email the other day. Yeah, I haven't got to it. (laughs) No, 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 no. You, you have. I did. Yeah. Yeah, you have. Um, And I right now, I'll ask you if you're comfortable talking about your mate that.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Recently passed. Yeah, the other day, Saturday. Yes.
0: And it, the the way that the email was, um, because you know you read something on social media or text message or. When you read something on paper or in writing, yeah. there's no context, yeah that's right? right, so you read it the way that you want to read it, yeah, the way that I read it was oh you know look he's he's all good, mate he he went the way he would have wanted to go yeah, and and yeah. and that was it was very matter of fact yeah, yeah, so um, do you think that this this experience do you do you think that's how why you think that way today, or is that the way that you were thinking? Or uh, no, 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 yeah,
1: hundred yeah, yeah, percent, yeah, yeah. So just for for everyone listening, so my my friend uh, Greg Miller, uh, who actually deployed with T, you know, in Timor in two thousand, and I did all my like uh, instructors call not instructors, but my uh, promotion courses with um, yeah was in that helicopter accident or the Huey accident in in Newcastle on whatever date date it was, um, and went down so. Look, I think uh, it, it was a shock. I was actually at a wedding. Um, my mate's a uh, rescue crewman, so uh, it was his like other team that found out. Um, so he messaged me on Facebook, and he's like, "Oh, hey, um, you know, sorry to tell you this, but um, you know, um, Millsy's gone." And I am like, "All oh, right." So, but it was a real shock. So I think um, th- there's is two parts to this. First, it's explaining why I was acting like that, and then and then I think we'll, we'll talk about. And why? Anyway, um, so I think um, with, with this one, it was like, um, oh no, I'll go back to it. So um, in recent times, uh, it's not Bandarache, it wasn't then, um, is what's changed my perspective. Um, I think it's just been um, recent times uh, that coming out of the army, like all the deaths in, like, especially 2010 uh, in Afghanistan um where it just became real that, you know, this is this is this is real. Like this is your, your mates are actually dying. Um and I think when I got out of the army, um, I the light bulb went on and said, Whoa, what was I doing? You know? Um I you know, when you're in the army you're like, Well, if that's the way I'm gonna go, that's the way I'm gonna go. Um and it's kinda like, you know, I he died fighting for his country. Um and that might sound stupid to people, but when you're in the army, you kind of you, you feel that way.
0: Um, well, I imagine that you'd have this resignation that you know, or it it could very well happen. Like that, you, that's you right. resign yourself to the fact that, that,
1: that that's right. And I mean, you know, there's a lot of you know left-wing people out there that say, "Well, that's your job. So if you you know, you're ready to die. You know, that's your job." Blah blah blah. You know, but um, but it's not um i think that you dare i say it, that you get brainwashed um you know in the army and it's you know you do get brainwashed to so say yeah well you fight for your country you die for your country 100%. and it's like when i got out i was like whoa hang on i was brainwashed like what the hell was i thinking like what's it all for what a what a waste what an absolute waste um and i you know a lot of people always said to me oh you know um it's good that you missed afghanistan and I'm like, well, no, because uh, I wasn't there with my boys. But you know, again, now I've you know, uh, we'll talk about it later, like how my mind's changed over the last couple of months. But um, I think that yeah, I, I do actually count myself lucky that I that I didn't go now, um, because I could have died. And, and what for? You know, um, because you're seeing all the, the the aftermaths of of my mate's death. It's it's not about them dying. It's about what you know what they've left behind and what they've missed out on and and all this. And I think. Also, um, because, you know, I, I was suicidal back in uh, 2014, 2015, um, and then I, I had a full change, you know. I, I got out of that again, which was the biggest thing of my life, to 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 stop and start again. Um, but I think I, I treat it all differently now. And you think, well, um, if I'm going to die, like, you know, make the most of my life now and do what I want um and that's where coming back to to milsey i look and go well no Millsy was milsey was living a, a, a you know a good life i hadn't spoken to him for a while but if you knew him he he loved the army you know he loved vietnam stories he loved that side and um you know for him to go in a in a huey um, is is ironic but actually like fuck, you, you're all gonna die um and it's like well how 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 do you want to die you know like that, that's that's cool
0: um yeah i know it sounds that's cool i, though, I remember writing, not even elvis could say that he died what he did loved doing you yeah. know like <laughs> yeah uh,
1: but, but it's like well if you're going to go like it's going to go and i think i think that's you know this this comedian it, it's resonated with me with what this comedian said um, the other week i can't remember his name but he's freaking hilarious he's a very dark comedy um, but he was like how good's murder suicide and um, everyone's like, you know, like, what the hell is he talking about? But basically what he says is, you know, if someone suicides, it's like, oh, you know, poor such and such, you know, if only you told me or blah, blah, blah. And everyone feels sorry for him. And it's like, well, that's not how that person probably wanted, wants everyone to think about them. Um, but then he's like, well, if someone murder suicides, everyone's like, whoa. He was a badass. Do you know? Mm. I mean? it's yeah, like, yeah. Well, that, that's right. But <laughs> I, no, sense. I think I know. It sounds sadistic or whatever. But I think I think that's what what we look at now. And and I, I do look at death death differently um, because I would got to the bottom of the barrel, and I was well. Now it's you know make the most of it because any day you could go, and that's why I'm changing my life now to do things I want to do because it's like well, hey, no, this is this is your life, and when you when it switches in your head to go well. You know, I know it's stupid because everyone says you only get one opportunity you only do this blah 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 but when it actually switches in your head and you do make the most of it then when people die you're like oh okay well I I hope they did what they wanted to do Um, and I think that's what it's really important for people to to think about don't think of death in a negative light think of it as well you know it's going to happen so do something with your life now and I think that's that was a big trigger for me to get out of suicide because I was thinking well if I, if I did suicide, then what was, you know, what was the point? I didn't, you know, I should have just, yeah, I didn't like the way I was living. I didn't like my life. I didn't, didn't, didn't like what was going on. Um, but instead of ending my life, I just, I ended the life I was living and I and I started a new one. Um, and I think that's, it's so hard to do. Um, but yeah, if you, you look at it now and you go, well, make the most of it every day. And little things like this now, like you're all doing your podcast, you're doing it, you know. <laughs> I, I know it's not making money, but you're doing it. It's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, no regrets. You know, yeah, man. Like, I mean, I mean,
0: the way I see this is that if I can help someone out, yeah. like, like you said, we're all going to die, right? Yeah. What impact am I going to have on this world before I leave? Yeah, yeah. And I, and if it's if it's here doing podcasts, talking to people, drawing on their experiences, so that it can help other people. Yeah. Then, the, oh, I'm I'm cool with that. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, I I don't want to be sitting on the bloody couch like i used to yeah you know like a sack of shit, and not doing anything with my life
1: well look at that now like you instead of you're one day off instead of just sitting down playing playstation you're you're doing something cool and it's yeah it's fun. Like, you know, look at your eyes. I know people can't see it, but your eyes are, are shining. You know what I mean? Like this oh, is this to the camera. <laughs> yeah. This is, but this is your element. You know, this is you. This, this is me, is, yeah. This is cool, man. You know, yeah. you, you've and got I, something.
0: Look, I know I'm not the best at this, oh, but I, I'm getting better at it. The <laughs> only way to get better is to just to get doing it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, and Kribs yeah. Stenders, uh,
1: director of uh, Red Dog and um, Danger Close, you know, he always says to all these people when they, they ask him questions, oh, how do I get better at directing or what should I do, movie making? He's like, just go and do it he's like go and do it and then you'll you'll get better the more you do it the, the better you get um and look you know like like i said i don't want it to be a morbid episode of, of like death and death death but you know people get there and they go well what's the point and you know that's the biggest thing is oh what's the point well the point is it's well, what's the point of living the way you are now go and do something that you want to do Um, it's not a hobby just go well, you know mine was um all right let's just start again what did i want to do first when i was a kid what's the first thing i wanted to do like ever and i was like oh i just wanted to be a stuntman and i was like fuck it how do i do that and i just researched it and i just went and did it And i know that sounds easy but it was very hard for me to get to that spot um because there was nowhere to go and i just said well fuck it um so yeah i just rang up the course in in gold coast and you know fuck three and a half years later this is this is you know we're we're killing it um but yeah, but it's it just takes that, that don't get me wrong, I've I've got no money. <laughs> it's like I'm not you know, I've I've worked for free for like the last three years, so it's it's it hasn't been it's, easy. It's, you know what well, it seems like,
0: to be the veteran way. Yeah, it is. It you it know? is. <laughs> but like like
1: we were saying before, like I, I don't you know, I don't hold money up high in in a value and everyone's like, Oh, you know, you're killing it, rah rah, I'm like yeah, it looks like I'm killing it, but money-wise, I'm not. But that's why I'm I'm doing it because it's just I'm just passionate about it because I actually really enjoy it. Or not doing it for the money. If I was doing it for the money, I wouldn't be doing it. Um, mm. You know, I'd go and I'd go back to the mines. You know, there was a lot of money, and but I hated it. I I just couldn't do that. That's you know, nothing wrong with it. Working in the mines because it's, people
0: love it, but it just wasn't me. Um, it, was, it was. It's definitely a single man's game, though, isn't it?
1: um the mine well depending on what you see See, what your hours are yeah it depends on what your shifts are see i was lucky um in um the hunter valley so new south wales mines it was just it was just like especially as a shop fire as well we only worked monday to friday um day shifts so that was easy yeah, you know, mm. to do that and then you know so i drive to work it was an hour to the mine and an hour home it's so, lucky it's yeah. very
0: lucky to get a position like that yeah um, that's right in the mining industry yeah that's right you so
1: know. um but you know you do fly in fly out um um i'd get you know i'd get bored sitting at home and i'd get bored there but it's it's it takes it that's what but that's why there's different jobs because it takes different personalities to do different jobs that's but that's why you get paid so much Good money in the mines. Everyone's like, "Oh, we well, go do the mines." Well, it's <laughs> it's not an easy job. It's it's not. It's hard. It takes you know special people to be able to do that. That's why they get paid the good money, because you've got to be able to stick at it. You know, there's so many people that I know when I was doing it that were doing fly and fly out of Perth, and um, the mining companies were getting annoyed because they they get people from Melbourne and they'd they'd fly in and they'd be like, "Yeah," and they'd be there for two days and they'd be like, "Fuck this, I'm going home," because. They're like, oh, actually, we're in a mine. It's like, well, oh, yeah, that's what you do as a miner. <laughs> like, I don't want to be in this dirt hole. Well, that's what mining is, champ. It's not, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah,
0: anyway. Well, it's, it's like, well, I mean, it's like the army, isn't it? Yeah. People go in with these expectations, and the expectations don't meet what the... Oh, mate, it's... And, and they go, oh, I don't think I'm cut out for this. Right. The,
1: the, the amount of people that do that day one a recruit course, and you're like, yelling at them like yeah you yell um day 1 cuz it's fun um it's shock of you know shock and awe um uh, fog of war they say and um but they're like ah, oh, like day 2 they're like <laughs> oh, what am i doing I'm like are you serious do you not know have you not watched any army movie ever <laughs> in your life like this is what it is um and they're like oh, but i thought it would be different no mate it's the army and i think um i used to say to people um hey this is this is what we do and, and then there's you know there's a whole psychological um, reason why they train you like that The why you do that um, we talk about later I can talk about it, talk about it for, for years oh but, look
0: this is a great segue that you've gone back to the training because uh, yeah oh, there I, you go. yeah I good love segues. yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, I wanted to uh, bring it up earlier but uh, the, the opportunity eluded me but um, from your perspective as a tra- mm. as a as a trainer yeah. Well, as the person on the other end of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are the, some of the funniest fucking oh, things that you've seen people do to try and get out?
1: Oh, I try to get out. Um, uh, well, look, there's, there's, uh, look, as, as a recruiting instructor, that your job is to train people. Ready for war, um, and I know that sounds dumb, but that's that's what your job is. And, but it's also it's
0: that brainwashing. It's, you it's a brainwashing,
1: about. yeah. But it's also it's 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 the brainwashing in a sense of um, you're training people to just do their job instinctively, and as soon as I say a command, you've got to do it. And that's why people are like oh, I hate doing drill. I'm like drills the most important part of that training or that brainwashing is because the second I say a word, you're going to move in that you know in that way, um, and it's training people to act on words of command, um, which is great. Um, and like I said, the that, that, that whole thing's around there. Um, but, you know, you get really young guys in there, like really young 17-year-olds, um, and it's it's funny, but they, they just, they're just, you know, poor guys. Like, come back later, you know, you're just too young. Um, you're not ready for this yet. Um, but they can't, you're not allowed to, because you've got to wait a certain amount of days before you actually can get out um there's a, a whole thing of look you've got to keep going for at least a week or two weeks i think i can't remember now whatever um but let's say it's two weeks because it's like get your body to adjust like yeah okay this is the the shock and awe, and this is you know the, the fog wall bit but once you get used to it then you'll be fine um but there's kids that you just they're not going to make it um but again they can't drop out however because they're underage they're still under their parents' guardianship. So. You'd say to them look you're not allowed to get out however if your mum calls up and says hey i want him out then there's nothing we can do so next minute their mum would ring up hey little johnny needs to come home oh all right no worries so you'd let him go
0: cuddles to come on cuddles come on man. <laughs>
1: um but look they're not the funniest things there's 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 people far out you know people just go hey well you know they just jump the gates and and go yeah. and you're just like far out and they just go to the train station and then the MPs would go to pick them up. Um, you know, like they're young. They all look the same because they're all you know, shaved head, you know, yeah. fit, fit looking, winning their, their shitty clothes. Um, and they'd go up and they'd be in the train station and the military police would go up and say, um, are you a recruit? And they'd go, no corporal. <laughs> uh. <laughs> and they'd just act like a fool. recruit and they like, get in the car. Get in the car, you idiots! What are you doing that for? Yeah. No corporal. See that—that's a brainwashing. That's the instinctiveness. Um, but look, there's there's so many. Um, oh, it's just a, it's it's just a funny thing. And look, I I try to make it fun for the guys and guys and girls. Um, and you know, I'd tell them, look, this is this is what we're doing, and I'd explain this is why we're doing. It. I'd explain the psychology behind it and say, you you got to do this. So this is why I get pissed off because we tell you to do something and you don't do it. What are you doing? You know, like there's a, a guy who um, you'd be—you just don't put anything on your bed. And I'd be like, "Get your towel off your bed." Again, I wouldn't yell. And I'd be like, "Get your towel off your bed." And he'd take off his bed, and I'd sit with him. And I'm like, "All right, we've got real issues with you. I'm going to teach you how to fold your socks properly, right?" I know it sounds pedantic, but this is what we did. I've heard weirder. Oh man! Anyway, you, I can't. A woman account. giving
0: a shaving instruction. Oh yeah, that's funny. But that's just funny. Yeah.
1: Do you know what I mean? That's just. But that's. So that's where you've got to have that humour as an instructor, because otherwise you'd go nuts. Um, yep. So that would be for the instructors, like, uh, like humanity, if you would. <laughs> so everyone would be like, "Fuck it, you can do the lesson," because this would be hilarious. Um, and you'd be talking about that for weeks. Like we used to play games on each other, um, on like games on the instructors to each other to make everyone else, you know, because you're there from five in the morning to eleven at night, mm. um, and you're just going. You're just training, training, mundane, you know, uh, you know, day after day, and it's like 12 weeks, and then you know, you you might do a back-to-back platoon where you literally march these march these people out, and the next day you're getting guys, you know, come off the come off the bus, um, and you know, day two you're going, oh my god, you know, you guys will never get it, this is bullshit, and you just be going, you forget that, oh, hang on, these are these new are noise. new guys, and this is day two, like relax, you know, they'll get it um Anyway, i totally missed what i was
0: going to say but it's all good it's all just funny yeah <laughs> it's good uh, i mean if you didn't have that levity but oh. well, you'd, you'd just turn into a bitter old man well yeah and and you would you
1: just you know but you need it to, to pull yourself back um and i think that's the whole thing you don't want to get too regimented because we're australians so it's still got to be that humor you don't want to be too full-on where you're, you're we're building robots we don't want that we still want that you know humanity side and we want that um the australian character to still come out um and that's why it's got to be funny and you got you got to have that but that's why you know the, the australian soldier's different because it's we're still you know breeding
0: humans yeah oh <laughs> uh, god let's uh let's come out of it and why why did you end up leaving
1: um yeah so look i um, you know, and, I, and I've talked about it a lot and, uh, you know, things have changed over the last couple of months that I'm, I'm, I'm feeling really good about life. Um, but, um, you know, I didn't get to deploy. I had issues with my, with my direct boss, uh, in 2010. So, um, you know, I was, um, like I said, you know, in 2005, I was running these IDP camps and building all this stuff and as a, as a team leader um and then like i said fast forward with all my experience i went to Royal military college and then um got commissioned as an officer and i thought wow with all this experience behind me you know this is now 11 years uh in the army 11 years 12 years whatever um know, six 12 years yeah 12 years um experience behind me you'd think i'd come in and I'd be like hey you know i'm good to go um but i wasn't arrogant i was hey, yep, this is this is who I am, this is what I've got. But I had micromanaging bosses straight away. And, um, you know, they didn't like... I think I, I was coming out of that brainwash, you know. I think I'd come out going, well, hang on, this is, you know, this is how I did need to question, treat these guys. Did you
0: question the narrative?
1: I was, yeah, I, I was fighting, <laughs> fighting the system. I was,
0: fighting, I was like,
1: just stay in the green. I'm like, no, I'm fighting the system.
0: Um,
1: but it wasn't it wasn't about the system. It was, I just you know because people are like oh yeah this is the army and that's how that's how it works well no it's not that's you you know this is you it's it's however you want to do it well that's how the army goes well no it's not because i'm the army as well and i think it's this way um, but then um if they're the boss at the end of the day what they say goes um and i didn't like that and um yeah i was kind of i've become in a real i got gotten a real protective mode um so because i had so many years experience and i was i had that experience um of being a section commander or a team leader and now i was in charge of team leaders uh, or section commanders that i was like well i'm not going to let these guys get screwed over i'm, I'm like i said i got in protection mode um and it's not a it's not a bad thing people might go well you know an army you need to be like we well, need it you might need them to take that pit and you can't you know you can't think twice because you know you've got to follow an order follow that order if i say go you go and that's what they wanted and i was like well, no 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 because that's just dumb you know, let's think about this. And they didn't like that. Um and yeah, they didn't like me questioning Oh, this, this particular guy didn't like me questioning uh, every order he had. Um so then he'd make me do stupid things just to mm. say, Hey, well, I know you didn't want to do that. Um that's why I made you do it And I was like, Well that's just dumb. Um so I constantly fought with him. Um and um yeah due to that oh, I got sent to the school of infantry um to be an instructor again um while the boys went overseas to to afghanistan which 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 you know and, and like i said I, i'm over it now um i look at it now and like um jerry mckinney who was a, a close mate you know I, I talked to him on on skype and you know he even said to me hey don't worry you know um you wouldn't have lasted over here and i said why and he's like well well not lasted like life he's just like you would have been sent home because when they got over there there's a lot of people trying to make a name for themselves with operations and I wasn't like that. I was just, you know, you know. so he's saying that if I was there, I would have just been going in, kicking doors, going bullshit. We're not doing this. No, we're not doing this. And he's like, that's not what they want here. So mm-hmm. he said, you would have been sent home early. Um, but again, I think that's because the, the brainwashing had stopped and I was all about, you know, it wasn't protecting him from going on operations. It was like, well, no, hang on. These are the guys I've trained. I've trained them well. This is how we're going to do it. Cause we're a solid team. Um, no one's going to fucking make him do something I don't want to do. Um you know, and I think that that's why I'm, you know, it's it's pushed forward to, um, look, I, I, I psyched out then, you know, as soon as I got sent down to the School of Infantry, I just didn't last. It was like, um, you know, I, again, I I had uh, captains and majors, you know, yelling at me and I'm like, Pff, don't worry about it, see you later. I'm like, don't, don't talk to me like that. They're like, oh, you'll do what you told. I'm like, nah, nah, nah. Not I'm into done. it. Not anymore. Yeah, there's no need to talk to me like that. I'm like, Mah. nah, nah. And it was funny that actually happened um, when I was instructor uh, at Kapuka, uh, so the, the recruit training centre. There was, you know, there older guys. Like I said, you know, there's different types of people. Um, you know, midway through, you know, the year, there's older guys, and you know, they've come in and they're, they're yelling at him. You know, day two it didn't happen to me. He was, was a mate. He's like day two. He's like, ah, nah, I'm over this. Oh, you do what you tell. He's like, nah, just relax, mate. Just chill. Just relax. <laughs> you will not talking about ugly. <laughs> no, go get your guy with the three stripe things. That's a sergeant. Yeah, yeah, just go get him. Tell him I'm out. You won't go out, rah rah. All right, whatever. You're right. Just, you need to relax. And it's just hilarious to see. Yeah. You're just like.
0: You're like um, the guy that's sitting in the car, staring straight ahead while there's someone going off out outside the window. Yeah, yeah. And, and right. they're just getting more angry, and yeah, more yeah, angry because yeah. you're just not reacting. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. you know,
1: it was funny because a lot of people go. Um, i fucking, you know, um, if I joined the army, no one talked to me like that. You know, I'd fucking smash him. Well, no, you won't because it's, it's, well, it's not about that. You know, that it's, it's, if you don't like people yelling at you, then you wouldn't join the army. Do you know what I mean? And then when you go in, it's not about, oh, no one yells at me like that, I'd smash her. Well, no, because you need to learn what you're doing. So you just wouldn't get yelled at. If you've got that mentality, then you do the right thing. Um, and it's just that you accept it because that's what you're there to do. You you you're just there to do what you're told, um, and yeah, you I don't know because there's, there's there's tough guys that go in, but they're they're good guys. They because they just do what they're told, so no one yells at them because there's no need to get yelled at ever. Just
0: do what you're told. You, did you get many people that just came in to test the system? Uh no, 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 no. Everyone reason. was there for a genuine reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Yeah, it's good no to know. Really,
1: Look and look, I, I, I um, this isn't what we're talking. We're just going to keep talking about other stuff. Right? But um, um, we um, it, it's like this Jackie Lambie thing bringing in. Oh, you know, we should have um, compulsory bloody recruitment and you know what do we should say? Where you have um, like
0: oh, national service or yeah, but like, just
1: compulsive, compulsive, fucking you uh, know, compulsory enlistment all that stuff and i'm like no way and i was like anyone who, who's for that to say after high school everyone's got to go through a recruit course and everyone's got to do this no way i said it's hard you know it, not that i say anything to her but it's um it's hard enough training people who want to be there let alone training people who don't want to be there like if you don't want to be there you can't be trained um imagine
0: how much more it would cost Oh, because of people, ridiculous. Because of people just just being shit, shit cunts. That's right. And, and like you know, taking away from other people's important training.
1: That, and and that's that's the main thing. It's like well, what, the, the the job on the instructors would just it'd just be a nightmare. So you've got all these people who just don't want to be there. They wouldn't care less. Um, so the instructors have a hard time. And then yeah, you're right. The people that do generally want to be there won't get the attention um and then not only that but we're not the the army's not the bloody um the tip you don't send everyone there or if everyone's bad they go they go there um we're a solid army we're a small force because we're you know we're highly trained and they're they're you know they're good people we don't want people who don't want to be there Mm. um but this just makes a mockery of everyone who joins the army say well this is what i want to do oh well everyone goes there anyway well no hang on We don't want that. We want, you know, you want soldiers. You want people that that want to do it. You know, it's, it's, I know it's, I know I uh, contradict what I say in that, oh, it's brainwashing and all this, but I
0: loved it. Yeah. You, know, you know what? It, it is. But you know what? It's necessary. Oh yeah. It's th- a necessary right. thing. But like, it's just
1: like police and things like that as well. Yeah. You know?
0: Um Or Bunnings. I used to work for <laughs> bunnings. It was like a fucking one step off of a big fuck a cult. <laughs> well
1: funny only say that, that'd be I remember when Masters first started, um I'd walk into Masters in the morning and they'd all be in their team meeting and they'd be like, Give me an M, give me an A and I'm like, What the fuck is this? I don't want to buy from these guys. Uh. Um, but look, like, yeah, and, and and it's hard because it's like, oh, you know, you've just said it's brainwashing and it's bad. I'm like, well, no, it's not. It's That's how you've got to do it. And like I said, I've got that many skills out of the army. I do, you know, it, it ended bad, but it hasn't. It, it's it's I do everything exactly the same because if I didn't, that's where I wouldn't be now. Um, and everything I've done has led me to where I am right now. And, um, you know, I'm thankful for it because it's... Um, you know, I've only got me to thank.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm not religious, but it's you know I've worked hard to do to do to do oh, everything.
0: You, just so you know, you're not getting a fucking trophy here, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it's no, um, no God speeches. Yeah, no, 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 no. Really. <laughs> no. So you're out. Oh uh, yep. You want to take a break? No, I'm. Just, oh, you? I don't care. What you oh, do you Do you want to drink? I got no, water there. Yeah, I just drink water. You yeah, I got it's beer sweet. in the fridge. Oh dear. Yeah, you want a beer? Yeah, Uh, this one, yeah. Yeah, or I'll, I'll grab a beer. Thank you very much for joining me on part one of the Sean Barry podcast. Tune in next week for part two.